You're listening to another sermon by Pastor Michael Zapata from the Potter's House Christian Church. Book of Proverbs chapter 1. I want to begin reading from verses 1 through to 7 out of the book of Proverbs chapter 1. There is a Latin phrase uh, that reads like this. It says, sapere aude. And that Latin phrase simply means dare to know. It also loosely can be translated to dare to be wise. Now with the current climate that surrounds us in this world today, it seems the more that we are pushing away fundamental principles of God and godliness and righteousness, the more that our world becomes polluted with insane thinkers. Every day it seems as it's growing further and further away from God, the more distant we come, uh, become from uh, sanity. Wisdom has been traded in for foolishness and things that used to be recognized as common sense now as total nonsense. It's only a few years ago where if a very skinny girl would walk into a psychiatrist's room, looked at him straight in the face and said, I feel like I'm obese. The psychiatrist would have prescribed her medication and would have deemed her insane or at least mentally ill. Yet today, a young teenage boy could walk into a psychiatrist's office and say, I feel like I should have been born a girl. And he, the psychiatrist, would agree. The world has changed. Can you say amen? Things are rapidly accelerating and it's airing towards insanity rather than wisdom. Now the gravitational pull for man to throw off the restraints of wisdom, to throw care into the wind and begin to just live a careless life is growing immensely, very fast. As children of God, we are challenged to hold fast truth. We are challenged to hold fast to wisdom Make sure that the God that we served is revealed through our lives. Today is our opportunity to demonstrate the God that we serve so that others around us would snap out of the insanity and turn their hearts to Jesus Christ. So I want to preach to you a sermon entitled, Dare to be Wise. Book of Proverbs, chapter 1. I'm going to be reading from verse 1 through to 7. You can read along with me and your Bibles are on the screen. The Bible says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the word of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. 
to give prudence to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel to understand a proverb and an enigma. The word of the wise and their riddles, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Dare to be wise. I want to look firstly and focus on desiring to make one wise. Now, the most common problem we face today amongst all ages and cultures is the mindset that says, I'm always right. This mindset, no doubt, has crippled the generation we live in and no doubt is destroying generation after generation. It's not common today to find a person apologizing for a massive error they made in their life. In fact, generally we would rather refer it or shift the blame, act as if it was somebody else's fault or an act of trickery instead of owning up to making a mistake. Most commonly, you would see this amongst children. It's amazing at how children uh, would just say the most insane things. It was only on Friday, I was surrounded by about five or six little seven-year-olds, all my daughter's friends, uh, and they're beginning to boast about little things that they have in their lives. And, 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 you know, uh, and as I'm looking down at them, I know none of what they're saying is true. They go, I've got the, the little fluffy ushi. Oh, really? Oh, so do I, another one would say. Oh, really? You do? Oh, we all do. And all of this, I'm looking, I'm like, none of you have this. But because of the adolescent mind, the immaturity, they say things that we know as a mature mind ought to process and say, that's not truth, that's not right, that does not make sense. But this inability to recognize the, fall, uh, the fallen nature each and every one of us has, uh, has a devastating effect. Right from the beginning in the garden, the Bible says uh, in the book of Genesis 3, 6, when the woman saw that the tree was good uh, for food, uh, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise. This was uh, the first error in uh, mankind, uh, that they looked at something uh, to try to gain it uh, and apply it to their lives so it would only bring uh, them benefit. The Vines Dictionary defines this, uh, con uh, th this passage of Scripture and says uh, uh, that the actual use of the word in its context is an interesting paradox. For while the forbidden fruit was to be desired to make one wise... It was very unwise thing to take it. And so think about it. Here is this woman. She says, I want this because it will benefit me. But as she took of this forbidden fruit, she became a fool that ultimately affected the generations to come. Now this denotes the common mistake when approaching or trying to acquire wisdom. It's more about what you can do with the wisdom that makes you wise rather than just the pursuit of it. If you think about King Solomon, he said, give me wisdom so I can better serve your people. And it was this very phrase that pleased the heart of God that said, I want to bless you. I want to give you wisdom and understanding, but I also will bless you financially. It's what you want to do with that wisdom it makes all the difference. 
Now let me try to illustrate this. I could save my money and buy a bar of soap. But once I have that bar of soap, if I don't apply it correctly, it's of no use. And I know what you're thinking, that's deep. <laughs> but that's as simple as it is. That if all you want is, I, I want to, you know, if, if that is your mindset, I want to be a smart person. I want to be known by others uh, that I am a very wise man. And if that's your pursuit for self-gain or a position of power, now all of a sudden you realize that you have incorrectly pursued wisdom, you become a fool. Now because of your central purpose in life, you try to make or try to succeed, it means that somebody else has to fail. The carnal pursuit of wisdom would be as if you would surround yourself with fools just so you can feel as though you are wise. What you need to understand is that true wisdom, therefore, can be said to be acquired not by being the instructor or known as the great wise person, but rather desiring to always be the student. Proverbs 1.5, the Bible says these words, A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Instead of being the instructor of wisdom, a wise man is a student of wisdom, from that very character, from that very stance, you will realize that you begin to increase under you uh, 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 through the very instructions of a wise man. Now, it's very interesting at how in the world people flock to high-profile investment speakers. They will pay all sorts of sums. They will pay all sorts of money just to listen to the wisdom that they provide. But how many know that their wisdom is limited? It only profits temporarily, and it does not affect the soul. In the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 22, the Bible says, professing to be wise, they became fools. And so what is it this morning that you and I are trying to achieve? If we are trying to get the attention of God, if we want the blessing and uh, the direction and guidance of God, is it something uh, that we are desiring with a right heart? Or are we driven by a carnal desire to succeed? So I'm going to look secondly this morning at a student of wisdom. A simple statement that has been said many times is a student is never higher than the teacher. And I think today we have to fight that temptation to always, while sitting under instructors, that temptation to fight and say, you know what, you're wrong and I know better. It's a temptation that each and every one of us faces, especially in society. And society today faces a real epidemic, a shortage in people who want to be Students and people who want to learn. Children dropping out of school because it doesn't suit their lifestyle or desires. I read about a Gold Coast teenager that died after a police chase. 
He was in a street gang called the Street Gang Brotherhood. Lost his life at the age of 18. Gave his life to something that he deemed uh, uh, would uh, transform him and help him and give him a purpose. Uh, but in reality, it took his life prematurely. Can anybody say amen? The world that we live in is becoming more and more unteachable. My wife is a primary school teacher and just this week, a student in her class went into a rampage throwing a chair, running out of the classroom onto the road, only to come back a few hours later to sit to be told to say sorry. That boy is seven years of, old, uh, of age. What a mess we've got ourselves into. The generation that we're living in is unteachable. The generation that we are living in is rejecting the fact, I don't want to be a student. I would rather do this on my own. Now, if we're going to break the cycle, we need to be different. Can anybody say amen? And the challenge this morning is dare to be wise. Not through man's power and knowledge, but through the power of God and revelation. Amen? In the book of Proverbs again, the Bible says, A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Now, that word wise is the Hebrew word chakam. The word is used to describe one who is skilled or experienced. It is used physically to describe those who were skilled as builders, craftsmen, metal workers, uh, women who spun fabrics. Have we got any tradies here in this place? Someone who gives themselves to a craft. Someone that has a skill that can turn a stone into a statue. Someone that can turn fabric into now decor in somebody's house. This was the description of a wise man. This is what this scripture is speaking about. I read this week that Australia is struggling to find young men to become, more trade, uh, to become a tradesman. And the reason why is because they're too lazy. So where have all the skillful workers gone? But in a personal arena, the word wise man, or that uh, chakam Hebrew word, denotes skillful living. King Solomon is a description of that word. The Bible says that Queen Sheba traveled to see what she was hearing about King Solomon. Now, I know that you and I today, we are at a disadvantage because when we hear about traveling, we think, well, she went online to lastminute.com, booked a ticket to go, well, I'm in Ethiopia. I want to travel to uh, the Middle East. Uh, and while I'm there, I'm going to visit a king. And it's only just going to be maybe about eight or ten hour flight uh, where I'll be, uh, uh, you, know, uh, you know, pampered with some uh, uh, hot towels and some, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, some food and beverages. And then you're going to land and then there's going to be an Uber driver that will take you directly to the palace. Uh, and there you'll be able to see the king. That is absolutely contrary to what happened. By the time that Queen Sheba would have heard about what King Solomon was doing, it would have been some time. 
then to be able to get herself prepared to go and travel to see Solomon and then to add to that every gift that she brought with her would have been quite a journey. But think about the impact that wisdom has upon society. The Bible says that after Queen Sheba heard the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. How many know that wisdom can be tested? When it comes to making a statement of wisdom, there needs to be facts that would be able to back that wisdom up. Unfortunately today, we're always met with so much controversy. Just this morning I was speaking to Dylan. And he mentioned that a friend of his that he works with uh, made a comment. And he said, well, the only reason why the Bible stands truth today is because every other document that opposed it was burnt and eliminated it. Do you have any proof? Is there anything that backs your statement? Then that is a foolish statement. Can anybody say Amen. All of a sudden, the world that we're living in are saying, well, you know what, the theory of evolution is absolutely scientifically true. That's foolish. Oh, the Bible is a book written by man. That is foolishness. We're talking about wisdom that can be tested. Wisdom that can be proven, unlike the world that we live in today that travels far and wide to observe and mimic these foreign things. Can I say to you that there are people that are searching for wisdom. And it needs to be found in the local church. It needs to be found in the heart of a believer Someone that submits themselves to God and His instructions. Someone that submits themselves to God's guidance and deliverance. This is the church that we ought to be building this morning. A candlestick church, a lighthouse church in the world of darkness that surrounds us. I'm not talking about being an Instagram influencer. They're all fake. Hashtag best life ever. More like fake life ever. The truth is we're talking about wisdom that can be proven. So what does it mean to be a student of wisdom? Number one, it's a person who learns. Again, in Proverbs 9, 9, the Bible says, Give instruction to a wise man and he will still be wiser. In other words, here is an instruction that is given to someone who wants to be instructed and learns from those instructions, applies it to our lives and goes from that. Now, let me just say this. We are a church that has three services a week, and that's besides revivals, rallies, conferences. We ought to be pretty wise, amen? We're always sitting under the instructions of the Word of God, but how many can say under the instructions, I'm listening and I'm becoming wiser? Because you have to be, li- uh, be willing to leave your pride at the door when we come to church. 
Leave it outside the sanctuary and come in and say, God, I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to hear your instruction. Whatever you say, whatever it is that you are dealing with me this morning, I'm ready to obey. This is why it's important to always rely on God's wisdom and not man. Can anybody say amen? Thank God I'm not here preaching my opinions. Turn with me in the book of opinions, chapter 3, versus Michael, chapter 5. Absolutely not. Because I want to hear from God. I want to hear an instruction of wisdom that can be proven and has been proven and stand at the test of time. Romans 3, 4, the Bible says, Indeed, let God be true and every man a liar. This is the very principle that we base our lives on. This is not a man-made religion. Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship with God. And the, the, the sooner you come in contact with the God that wants to transform your life, once you sit under His instructions, the wiser and better that you'll be in life. Number two, a student of wisdom is a person who heeds correction. I said a person who heeds correction. Now I'm a parent, and I've still got my L plates on, but even though I've only been a parent for seven years, I've learned very quickly that kids don't like to be corrected. And it's not even kids that don't like to be corrected, it's adults as well. You say, oh, you know, that's not right. That's wrong. Oh, well, that's the way I see it. I, the way I, I, I see it differently. But how many know that a student of wisdom is someone who is always willing to learn? And correction is there so that it can navigate us through lives so we don't make devastating errors. But how many know that we don't like to be told we're wrong? We would rather believe that people still haven't caught up to our genius. Geniusness. Proverbs 9, 8, the Bible says these words. Do not rebuke a scoffer lest he hates you. Rebuke a wise man and he will love you. In other words, you don't know what's in a person until you tell him no. It's something inside of us that rises up and, and, and wants to say, well, how do you know? And what gives you the right? Isn't that the society that we're living in today? What gives you the right to say that hashtag love wins or doesn't win? Or should we be able to marry whatever and whoever we want? Wisdom sits under a rebuke and loves it. Proverbs 15, 31, the Bible says, The ear that hears the rebuke of life will abide amongst the wise. When was the last time that you got a good rebuke from God? That last time where a week goes past and you haven't read your Bible, you haven't prayed, and the conviction of the Holy Ghost laid a hold of you. 
You haven't been in church for months upon months, and in your mind you rationalize and say, you know what, I'm still a Christian, I still love God. Listen, are you a student of wisdom? Because it's amazing at how today the society that we live in would rather listen to a message from the universe. I think the universe is trying to tell me something. Say, listen, you stop listening by the age of seven. Ain't nobody getting through to you now. The universe, give me a break. You can't listen to what your friends and family says. You can't listen to what someone who loves you says. But somehow a message from the universe is trying to get through to you. We chafe against correction. I don't think there's one person in this place that when you were young, you said, you know what? When I grow up, I'm not going to do this with my kids. Yes, you are. It's only to find out later on in your life, you say, my parents were right. They were wise. They knew what they were talking about. Are you willing to be corrected? Number three, it's a person, a student of wisdom. It's a person who watches what he says. It's very interesting in our passage of scripture that speaks about the Young man needs to acquire knowledge and discretion. The question I ask you this morning is, who is the loudest speakers today? Those that are crying out the loudest. Those that are saying the most insane things is the youth. Oh, I'm depressed. Oh, I'm anxious. They say these things. I don't feel like I'm a boy, I'm a girl. And they're they're proclaiming these things. And they're voicing their insecurities. Therefore, revealing how foolish they really are. It's amazing at how wisdom is obtained through discretion. And as a parent, you look at your child and say, listen, adults are talking, you need to listen. And yet today, the census is in what 19 and 20 and 21-year-olds are are shouting out, we need a revolution. And yet the truth is, you need to go home and clean your room. Because you still don't know how to do your own laundry. You have no idea. How to tidy up your bed. Uh, you know, the ba- you want to change the world. But you ain't still got a job or are even qualified. But you want to voice your opinion. Jordan Peterson does a fantastic, you know, argument, you know, against the generation of today. And you can do that in your own time. But here is this whole mindset. That a student of wisdom is always always learning, always receiving correction and watching what they say. Proverbs 14, 3, the Bible says, In the mouth of a fool is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise will preserve them. In James chapter 1, verse 19, it's titled, Qualities Needed in Trials. Bible says, so then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Why? 
because it's in a trial that we want to say whatever we feel and we realize it's best to listen. It's best to watch what I say right now. It's best to be a student of wisdom so I don't look like a fool. So I want to look thirdly and in closing at man's unlimited potential. Now, if you're like me this morning, you're probably wondering, is there any hope for a fool like me? The truth is, is you're in the right place. God is here and God is here to help us. Because the truth is, is that first you need to realize God has given each and every one of us a brain. And even though you haven't seen it, it's there. I can guarantee you. And that brain carries with it an enormous potential that science and doctors still cannot explain or understand. That brain was given to you by God so that it can be put to practice. And irregardless of how many mistakes you made, if you're in the presence of God, God has the power to turn a fool into a wise man or a wise woman. The title of this sermon is Dare to be Wise. It is from that Latin translated phrase that says, that word, safari, comes from also a French word called savant. That French word is also defined to be learned. A savant, though, is someone who is described as an over-the-top smart person, like a scholar. Someone who is a savant would only take about five minutes to do an entire maths test. In fact, there is probably only 50 known cases of savants around the world. People who are incredibly uh, full of knowledge and understanding. Now what's interesting is that there is a syndrome called savant syndrome. Dr. Darrell Treffert is a spe specialist in the savant field. He describes that a savant can actually become known to someone after a severe head trauma. He has discovered that someone could actually become concussed or have a stroke and wake up after they survive it, having a dormant capacity of a high level being applied. One of these cases is a man by the name of Derek Amato. Derek Amato was a regular man who, after hitting his head while diving into a shallow pool, uh, suffered a great concussion. Shortly after, he had the desire to play the piano. He would find out that they could, he could play and read music without one lesson ever learned. This man is known to have and suffered from savant syndrome. Now listen to what the doctor, Dr. Darrell Trefers speaks about this syndrome. He says these words, and this is very astounding. He says, unlike popular belief, our minds have with themselves a downloaded software, maybe as a backup. In other words, he says, that our minds don't come like a blank disk, unlike what we think today. In fact, these disks have already like a downloaded software. It's not just reliant on experience and what we know and what we learn. He says there is an untapped 
resource in our minds laying dormant. Now, I want you to think about this. Because I'm not going to be hitting people across the head and say, snap into it and, you know, be wiser. But God, with His infinite wisdom, said there is a limited factor to ourselves, but I have programmed you, I have given you a mind. That if you are willing to give my, that mind to me, I would be able to unlock something uh, that you would never even had desired. How can someone hit their head, wake up and start playing the piano like a professional? And there are cases after cases uh, where people have done this. Uh, they've had a trauma, something has hit them uh, and all of a sudden something they'd never done before they become professionals in. What you need to understand is we've been designed by a creator. The all-knowing, powerful God has given us and placed deep down the hard drive of all that he has and all that can be done in the mind of a man or a woman. A hidden and unique potential that if you would be willing to, be, to tap in could achieve things you'd never imagined. Now that's a good serve. That, that's a good God worth serving. The challenge this morning is in our text. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but a fool despises wisdom and instruction. Here is Solomon. He begins to write Proverbs and he says, There is a potential. That can be discovered. Things that you've never known of, never desired, never had any inkling about. But you begin to align your life with God. You begin to allow Him to teach you things that you'd never known. You'd be, you begin to allow Him to correct you uh, and stop speaking, but start listening. Uh, listen, then God begins to do something in our lives. We never thought we could be. Could you imagine being Derek Amato? All of a sudden now he travels around the world sharing his story of faith. Science is still trying to catch up with what God's word says. Doctors are still trying to figure out something that God has created so powerfully. Are we fools? Yes. Do we make mistakes? Absolutely. But if you fear God, if you submit yourself to God, that's the wisest thing you can do. Let me finish with this quote. It says these words. This is Vance Havner. If you lack knowledge, go to school. If you lack wisdom, get on your knees. Knowledge is not wisdom. Wisdom is the proper use of knowledge. See, it's what you do after every service that you are in the presence of God that matters. Coming to church doesn't make you a Christian. Coming to church doesn't make you wise. But it's what you do after with what you've heard and what you know. The moment that you are by yourself, the moment that you are surrounded by 
your peers, your friends, your family members? Are you going to stand upon what the Word of God says? Or will you allow yourself to be carried away by the foolishness of this world? My challenge, dare to be wise. Are there any, is there anyone here this morning that says, I'm daring to be wise. I'm daring to submit myself under a God that loves me and allow Him to speak into my life, to correct me, to listen to what He has to say. Dare to be wise. I want every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. No one moving around just for a few moments. Presence of God is in this place.